Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey thought thinkers, I am happy to be back. I cannot believe how excited I have become to get on the mic and have a conversation with all of my thought thinkers. I hope you guys have spent the week out in the world living or being at home living, just living whatever that looks like for you because that is exactly what I have been doing. Life is lifing and I'm trying to be a part of it. This weekend was a very good weekend. I went to visit my father who had a birthday. It was his 74th birthday. I know it's not a milestone birthday, but it is a milestone for my father considering all of the things that my father has been through lately. And I can tell you guys that he is a fighter and I am extremely proud of him. It is Sunday night. I just got back in town. It is 10 o'clock at night, but my commitment to this podcast is not just about you guys. Like I've said, I'm realizing that it is my therapy. So before we get started, I want to say thank you and stand in a place of gratitude to all those who have been on this journey with me from the beginning and welcome any new listeners Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go subscribe at runonthoughts.com to become a thought thinker. Feel free to ask me questions by emailing me at heyhelp at runonthoughts.com. Think at runonthoughts.com and runonthoughtsmedia.com. Remember, guys, you can always listen on your favorite podcast hosts. You can listen from the website, runonthoughts.com. You can listen on Spotify. You can listen at iHeart. You can listen at Google. You can listen at SoundCloud. You can listen on Apple Podcasts. Listen, 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 and subscribe and like. And feel free to have conversations on my website. Feel free to have conversations on Instagram. Feel free to converse with me and continue asking me those questions, guys, because they get me excited. And they also allow me to see exactly what you guys want to talk about and which direction I should be going in. Because sometimes... I will tell the truth, I get skeptical because with all of the conversations going on on social media, sometimes I feel like I should be engaging in things that are trending. But then I realize that this is not what our family is about. We are not about what is trending because our mental health and wellness and our ability to be authentic and stand in 10 toes down in who we are is not and should not ever, ever, ever be a trend. So with that, on the week of Halloween, for the last couple of weeks, we have been exploring the idea of family or foe. And this week's episode, season seven, episode eight, part four, I've entitled this episode, A Conversation with My Mother. Ooh. On the week of Halloween, 
The reason why this felt good to me is because I hope you guys listened to last week's episode, A Conversation with My Father, as we explored my relationship with my father and why for me, forgiveness is not just some random act of kindness that I think we give people to help ourselves. That is not how I feel about forgiveness. So I hope you guys can go listen to those episodes. This is going to be the final in this family or foe for now, because I realized that when I'm talking about family issues and the family dynamic and how our families trigger and inspire who we are, they inspire, they, um, inspire our strengths, they inspire our weaknesses. I'm realizing that that is a topic that I feel in my heart. Some of my friends have suggested that I must have been victimized in the past life because I am so passionate about this subject matter. But this week, I'm going to have a conversation with my mother. Don't get scared. My mother passed away. So anybody who heard me say that I'm having a conversation with my mother and you guys are like, well, what mother is she talking about? I'm talking about my biological mother, who passed away when I was eight years old of a drug overdose. I'm having a conversation with her today because I want to share with you guys my process, right? So this is what I want to share with you guys, and I hope that you guys can be inspired by exactly what I am sharing. When my mom was a child, I don't know anything about my mother's life, right? So what I was going to tell you is exactly what I've been told. But the truth is, I have no idea who my mother is. I know very little as it relates to my mother. And the little things that I do know are things that have been told to me. So after my mother died, my sister and I went to go live with my aunt. My aunt essentially raised us, tried to raise us, and she did the best that I can the best that she could. I got some nerve, right? Because I do believe that even though I don't believe in blind forgiveness, I do, however, believe that we need to reconcile the past and reconcile that in some situations, people did the best that they could with what they had, which is why this podcast is important to me, which is why is it, impor- it is important to unpack your shit right? So that we can be different, but also understand that people were doing the best that they can. So when my sister and I came to live with my aunt, none of our family had a conversation about the passing of my mother. We simply were moved from one location to another and life was supposed to go on the very next day. We got our room painted. We got new beds from Siemens. We got wall paint. We got wall paint from the Home Depot. We got dressers. We got mirrors. We got new clothes. We got enrolled in school. We got enrolled in dance classes. We got our hair washed and pressed and new pajamas and new clothes. And life was just supposed to go on, right? And at the time, I can tell you guys that I never mourned the loss of my mother. I can remember at my mother's funeral, one of my older cousins crying at my mother's funeral. And at the time, I was just seven going on eight. I didn't understand what she was doing, why she was doing it. And I was kind of upset. Even as a little girl, I was like, why is she making this big old display? The first time, guys, that I cried about my mother's death, I was 16 years old and pregnant. That was the first time that I realized that I did not have a mother. Ain't that some shit? 16 years old is when the light bulb moment went off in my head and I realized that I had been a motherless child. 
Not a fatherless child, not a motherless child, but a parentless child. And at the time, it really shook me up because I was just moseying through life, living with my aunt, doing as I'm told because I was a fairly obedient child. I think I've shared with you how even in obedience I got pregnant because I don't necessarily believe that strict is fair or lenient is fair, right? There must be balance. In all things, there must be balance. But when I turned 16 and I was pregnant and I was very afraid, I made a promise to God once I accepted this pregnancy because I think that I told you guys that I tried to stand tall in a state of denial. So I hate to admit this, but that all those young girls who throw children in the babies in the garbage can or in having babies on, on bathroom floors or all of these other kind of things, I understand how the brain can disconnect from the heart because you're so much fear that you are trying to make yourself forget and act like this never happened. That is how afraid I was when I first found out that I was pregnant. If it wasn't for one of my older cousins saying, are you pregnant? I would have never had the courage to go to them and say I am pregnant. And I have no idea what I would have done because I was so embarrassed. I felt like I had let down my mother who wasn't there, I let down my aunt, my cousins, my family, all those who put into me so that I would not be a statistic and yet here I was being a statistic. So when I decided that I was going to be a mother, not simply just having this baby, but when I decided that I was going to be having this mother, I cried and I had a screeching yell into the universe like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because that was the first time that I felt like I had no tools. What was I supposed to draw from? How was I supposed to mother someone when I had never been mothered? My aunt did the physical work of raising us, but I did not grow up in a home with love as an act of expression, with physical love, with emotional love. I grew up with a roof over your head and a provider. My aunt was a provider. She was a very good provider, but there was no emotional connection, if you understand what I'm saying. And that's not against her because ultimately I now understand that she did the best that she could. She took in her brother's children because I was raised by my father's family and she did the best that they that she could. I had a village. But when my son was born, something happened to me. Something shifted in my spirit. Something happened. I had begun an, a relationship with my mother. And guys, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but the reason why I love luxury bedding and I love pajamas and hot chocolate and cocoa and whipped cream and washing my hair and pulling it up in a ponytail with fluffy socks is in a good book is because I like to lay in my bed after a job well done of the day and it's not sleep that I enjoy. I enjoy closing my eyes and having a conversation with God, with the universe, with my mother. Now, don't get freaked out because I recognize that my mother is not here. But when I close my eyes, I can hear through feeling 
my mother's voice. I can't hear her. I can feel her voice. I'm not quite sure how to explain it, but that is also how sometimes when I am having a conversation with someone and I feel like God, the universe has given me a message for them, it is not that I can hear it, I can feel the voice come through me to deliver a message. Have any of you ever experienced anything like that before? Because that is what happens to me. And over my life, once that spiritual feeling came over me, I don't know why, but I felt like my mother had gained her wings at that very moment in the sky and that she was now going to look after and look over me and she had delivered favor over my life. So although my life wasn't easy, here was my mom and she was going to be there for the rest of the journey. I feel like I'm getting ready to cry. I'm not really that emotional, but this is an emotional topic because it's kind of more like gratitude for my mother for being the eyes and ears and being able to see a wider spectrum of the world that would get me through things that I couldn't necessarily do for myself. When my son and I were very young, 18 and two years old, I was on my own and it was my son's grandmother, his father's mother, that got us our first little apartment and I was so grateful. She even got me my first job. I am clear in my own soul that it was my mother who constantly made sure that there were women and men who stepped into my life to deliver me to the next post, to the next level of life. And I am so grateful that along that road, I could always feel my mother's presence in situations where I knew absolutely nothing and that if not for favor, I would not be here. Does that make sense to you guys? I understand the blessings that have been bestowed upon me. So along the journey, there were many times that that happened. I flunked out of college. Did I ever tell you guys that? I was in there playing cards, acting cute. Just It felt like a free space from having to be a mommy at such a young age. And guys, I flunked out of LaGuardia Community College. Years went by, I started maturing, I started getting adjusted to being a young mom, I started wanting a better life, and I decided that I wanted to go back to school. I tried to go back, and the first time I tried to go back, they told me that I couldn't because my GPA was too low and that I would not be able to graduate with the 2.0, which was mandatory for graduation. So I left, went on through life, got a job, worked, taking care of my son, becoming more mature because I definitely can tell you guys that I am a lesson learner. I'm not one of those, well, that's not true either. I was getting ready to say I'm not one of those people who doesn't learn lessons. But the truth is, when it comes to men, whoo boy, I, I'm sure there were a few ass whoopings that I needed. But anywho, so I go through life and I hear my mother feel, right? I hear through feeling, say, go back. She said, go back. I went back to LaGuardia Community College. I went to the Burstar's office. I said, I want to enroll in school. Now I had already been rejected. So I said, 
I want to enroll back in school. And she said, ma'am, you cannot enroll in school. They're not going to accept you because you are not going to be able to pass your classes and you are not going to be able to graduate with the 2.0. I was getting ready to turn around and I said, something said, turn back around. And I said, ma'am, are you sure there is nothing that I could do? She said, sweetheart, it is virtually impossible for you to graduate with the 2.0. I don't know why my eyes lit up, but my eyes lit up. And I said, virtually impossible? That means that it is possible. And she said, sweetheart, you would have to get straight A's in order to graduate with a 2.0. I started tearing up in the place. I said, ma'am, if you let me register, I promise that I will graduate with a 2.0. I don't know what triggered the lady to let me register, but she allowed me to register for school. I went home, I did the math to figure out exactly how I was going to have, what I was gonna have to do guys, because I had to get straight A's. Not a B plus, not a B minus, not an A minus, but straight A's. And I couldn't even take two classes at a time. I had to do one class at a time because I needed it to mathematically add up to the amount of credits along with enough semesters to pull the two point fucking O. Ain't that some shit? And what happened was one of the classes that scared me was that I had to take a Saturday biology class for six hours every Saturday and I had to get a straight A. Now I think I'm smart, but I'm not biology on Saturday six hours straight A smart. But guys, I did it. The will of the universe, I did it. I didn't even have a desire to go and get my bachelor's degree. The only reason why I went and got my bachelor's de degree, honestly, is because I found out that if I got my bachelor's degree, that 2.0 GPA that I worked so hard for would be washed away. And I finally graduated from school with a 3.5 GPA. I graduated cum laude and that empowered me. But that's not even one of the greatest stories, right? One of the greatest stories happened recently where I've been able to recognize how and when my mother shows up for me. Because I go to her for everything. When I was crying out to God about, I don't know how to be a mother, I heard and felt my mother's energy say, do the opposite. Do the opposite until that child tells you differently. And that is why we are so close because I really did do the opposite and gave him the space and the freedom to share with me how he was feeling and what his needs were so that I could obey the commands that I have been given from the universal energy, which is my mother for me. And that is how I parented. I did the opposite. And then when my son was able to tell me that he didn't need something or that he needed something, it was easy for me to listen, right? So I've been living in a building for about, it's going on two years now. But when I first started looking for an apartment, it was because the heat was out in my other place. I called the landlord and it was a great experience. She came, she fixed the heat, but while we were on the phone, she said that she was thinking about 
um, selling the place. And I was like, oh, okay. She said that she was just thinking it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't on the market or anything like that. But if any of you guys know me, then you would know that I am a very proactive person. Immediately, this fear came over me. So immediately, I got all of my banking and all my things ready for apartment hunting. Even though I had lived there a very long time, something in my spirit, i.e. my mother said, get on the ball. I started looking up um, apartments. I don't, people who have this long run of looking for things, I started looking in apartments. When I first saw the rents, I was like, what in the mother of Pearl Jesus is going on here? That is how high New York rents are, guys. They are what in the Pearl Jesus is what is going on here. I had to clutch pearls that I did not even have because the rent was so freaking high. So I went to go look at a high rise because I said, well, if I'm going to be paying all of this New York City rent, then I want to live in a high rise building. I want to live in a building with the doorman. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. My, my wants went long. When I started looking at some of those high rise apartments, I did not like them at all because I realized that I'm not as modern. I wanted to live like Sarah Jessica Parker in the city. And I don't know why in my head Sarah Jessica Parker lived in a high rise but in truth Sarah Jessica Parker lived in a goddamn brownstone and she it was a one bedroom with a, a two bedroom and she made one of the rooms a closet but anyway this apartment came by accident I have no idea how the man found me I had no I, I didn't even want to come back and look for the apartment I was being stubborn and then I thought that I could use my son for him not to like it I thought that I could use my friends for them not to like it everybody loved it but it was the fact that right after that the, the apartment rentals went up. I got the nerve to live in a rent-stabilized building. I have a very large, very beautiful place to live. And I am positive, this, uh, this apartment that I live in wasn't even on the market. And yes, guys, I do rent and own at the same time. New York City housing market wasn't for me, so I decided to buy someplace else and do some other things. Blah, 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 blah. Another story, we talk about finances and that kind of thing and work and all that kind of crap. So with everything in me. I'm saying all of that to say that with everything in me, I am positive that my mother could foresee a situation and made sure that I was able to find something that I could afford, that I would love in spite of myself. Myself wanted a high rise apartment with a door ban. My mother and myself and God and whatever it was understood what I needed. And that is what my mother has done for me over these years. I did not have a relationship with my mother in the flesh. My relationship with my mother lives in my soul. It lives in my heart. And that is how I was able to forgive my mother. And people say, wow, she died. You need to forgive her? Yes. Because even in my mother's passing, it felt like abandonment. Have any of you guys ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like death felt like abandonment? When my mother died, I felt abandoned. And I didn't even realize that I was abandoned until I was 16 and already pregnant. And it wasn't until I realized that I can get in my bed and I could close my eyes and I could feel the love of a mother over my body. And also, guys, my mother is why I am so vocal. It is my mother's lack of being able to communicate and being able to stand 10 toes down in her authenticity, whatever that looks like for her, which is why I refuse and advocate so hard for you guys to be your authentic selves. I would rather be alone than be in a relationship with anyone, friend, child, mother, daughter, lover, 
to not be able to be my authentic self. Because when you are not able to be authentic, for me, that is what disease is. That is what stress is. That is what anger is. That is where resentment comes from. All of these feelings are because if you can't be you with people, right? Then how can you ever feel loved? I'm sharing this with you guys to say that I feel my mother's love when I close my eyes. It is not like a ghost because guess what, guys? I can't even see my mother's face. If it weren't for pictures that my cousins have shared online, I can honestly tell you guys that I wouldn't even know what this woman looks like. But I can see, i.e. feel her through my soul and I feel her leading the way and navigating all of the positive things that happen in my life. I even see and feel her navigating through the things that are not so positive in my life. I even feel her navigating and feeling through the speech of even when she is trying to nudge me to make decisions that are I feel because I enjoy stability. And I don't know if you people who've been abandoned require stability more than you require anything else, but sometimes our need for stability keeps us from exploring and getting to our greater self because of our fears, right? And that is what I am trying to work on now. I'm trying to navigate through those things because I have always been able to lean on my mother. I have always, every night when I go to bed, I say five things that I'm grateful for. I talk to my mother and I always thank her for the day because I recognize that that is my favor. I know that some people believe that they find favor through God and I believe that God made my mother my angel and so i gain favor not just through her being but i feel like my mother is an angel with wings flying over the universal energy space and she is able to see the pitfalls and stops and challenges that a childless child that a parentless child will go through and in those moments, my mother is able to step in the same way when my son is out in the world and he calls me and I am able to step in and to share and to think and to be a voice of reason or to be a resource for him. I feel like I have always had that with my mother. So on today, I want to say thank you, mother. Thank you for not only because I don't know if your presence would have made me this me, right? And I don't know if the me that I would have been if my mother was a part of my life would be this me, a better me, or a worse me. So I don't have regret because sometimes when we are thinking about the past, we are judging the past based on the now, if that makes sense. We have a preconceived notion and a hope of what it would have been, but we have no idea what the twists and turns of that situation would have been. So with that, on this week of Halloween, don't feel afraid. This wasn't a boo. This was just me sharing that we all cope the best way that we can. We all unpack the best way that we can. We all have family. We all have foes. We all have situations that trigger us during this holiday season as we are spending more time with family for some and less time with others. Once again, I want you to have the freedom to feel like you can live in your truth, whatever it is, because the truth really is, if 
you are feeling it, if you are experiencing it, it is the truth for you. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.